0: Long ago, in a faraway kingdom...
1: Do not draw that sword unless you intend to use it, sir.
0: ...a dashing prince and his lady fair ran into a few problems.
1: A symbol of our eternal love. (laughs) You have cursed my gift! Frozen forever! Until she meets a true
0: love from another land. And that is the legend of Hauptmann Koenig's Enchanted Peasant Girl. A thousand years later, Jason Williamson started a new job. Well, lucky you. It seems we have an opening on Mr. Montrose's
2: staff.
1: Give me cheekbones I'll give me that
2: And found the girl of his dreams. It's 2.5 billion women in the world and I'm trying to score with a statue. There is definitely something wrong with me.
1: tight. Donkashin. you You're welcome. Ah! Ah! why are you running why am i running why are you moving what's she got
0: after a 10 century snooze
1: the lights are beautiful how does it all work
0: uh well she's got some catching up to do
2: it's diet soda no calories no sugar no caffeine oh
1: we had something like that back home called water
2: hey who's in the bathroom no questions please not fall in love with empty things unless of course that daddy's a rich and in this case her daddy's a redwood so i forget about it
1: jason it's not what you're thinking mom he's in love with a dummy oh
0: the count is here to preview the display are you sure you're supposed to be having the daylight get back <laughs> i want to see the enchanted peasant girl now <laughs> where
1: is he oh! You attempt to peasant girls alive. That is impossible. I have to save her, Hollywood. No one messes with (laughs) conspirezzo I thought Cupid aimed for the heart. Hey!
0: I learned this from the Marines. You were in the Marines? Yes. They were looking for a few good men, and so was I. Jason, come on! Mannequin on the move. (laughs) Stranger things have happened. Where have you been all my life? Frozen. Welcome to They Call This a Movie, testing the strength of friendships, one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This a Movie. We're part of the Main Damie Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at com or on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Main We're also now a proud member of geek vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This a Movie. This is Anthony Dovicke and with me as always is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hello, friends.
2: Hello. I am so happy uh, that we got to do this movie. And it was also um, a little coincidence. I saw a thing on Twitter, like literally as I was watching this, that somebody had done those, you know, those random things where it says something. And they want you to quote tweet it with like your answer, mm-hmm. you know, those dumb uh, attention tweets. Um, one of them was like, what is your first celebrity crush? And okay. I had thought I thought about it and I was like, I think it may have John, actually, John it was Kruk.
0: John Cruck, wasn't it
2: John Cruck, yeah
0: you got William me. Ragsdale
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ragsdale from Herman's Head um so at the time you know I'm sitting there thinking oh, I, I guess that time period would have been you know first time I recognized something was like I got on the late train because of my sister with adolescent Punky Brewster so you know Soleil Moon Fry, and then I watched this movie and I was like no I think my first crush might have been Christ- Christy Swanson and in this movie because i distinctly remembered from the first scene i was like oh i wow. remember this movie
0: so this is oh. your like your
1: longest bit ever mark where's yeah. where's the where's the joke in my in my head i kept thinking definitely get to the point <laughs> <laughs> um so yes if anybody
0: doesn't realize what we're doing this week we did something special um we did a twitter poll Uh, To decide which movie we're going to watch this week And we had a late surge uh, Most of the time, Death Wish, the remake, was in the lead Up until the last couple hours We got a late surge, late push for The movie we wound up doing Mannequin on the Move from
1: 1991 I feel like Mark cheated Did you get your family to just kind of give you that extra push, Mark?
2: Did I just let all of Philadelphia know that this movie was up for voting?
1: Yeah, I bet you did. I, yeah. uh, I wouldn't put that past you.
2: Yeah, since it is the second best movie ever set in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, So,
0: yeah, just beat out uh, Death Wish. I think it wound up being by two votes, but most of the time the whole um, poll was separated by a single vote. Um, I was yeah. pretty pleased with the voting. We got a pretty good turnout. Yeah, yeah definitely uh, leads us to believe that we can do this again mm-hmm. with similar success. Um yes. But, yep, wound up being Mannequin on the Move from 1991. Now, Dan, you mentioned something um, before we started recording about your expectations going into this movie, which I found fascinating.
1: I Yes. Uh, so right now I am blood-red mad at this movie, and kind of at myself and at both of you. Uh, I expected this to be a horror movie, and this is the exact opposite of a horror movie.
0: So you have never seen this, nor nope. have you seen the original
1: Mannequin. Correct. And you had no idea what this was, what either were about. No, I did zero research on it. Um, <laughs> and I'm very mad that I didn't. Because, yeah, yeah I, I could have sworn that I had seen a movie that was on Cinemassacre uh, with the, uh, what was it, the Monster Madness that they do. Mm-hmm. And there was a movie about mannequins that came to life okay I have to look it up but that's what I thought we were watching so
0: you thought this movie was gonna be about Christy Swanson coming to life and killing William Ragsdale
1: well I didn't know what it was at, I didn't look <laughs> up anything I went into this cold turkey right and well, not cold turkey uh, I went I went into this cold and as soon as obviously the movie started playing I realized yeah this is <laughs> the furthest thing from a horror movie and then i got super mad
0: yeah as soon as it just was super upbeat 80s Mm -hmm. in the opening credits that was your first indication
1: despite
2: being shot in the 90s
1: yes but it's horror movies that are in the 90s is that oh you're just saying that it had an 80s feel but it was in the 90s 90s. gotcha okay I thought you were saying that there couldn't have been a monster movie that was in that that time no. period.
2: I had always thought uh, before um, looking at the date on IMDb that this movie was the one that was shot in 87 or 88 and that the original mannequin was earlier. But, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't realize this one was later. And so it was right in that transition period in the early 90s and yeah. everything was going away from that type of upbeat 80s movie. Um, As the box office tells the story between the two movies, Um, you know, and it was it was a little, um, you know, surprise to me that that this was a a 1991 film.
0: Mm. Yeah, Uh, I remember this movie playing constantly on paid cable HBO. Yep. Right around the same time as uh, Weekend at Bernie's 2 um so and which coincidentally well not coincidence um both both played on on the same time and eventually became uh jokingly but there's probably some truth to it my sister's favorite two movies she loves this movie without a doubt as well as man as well as a weekend of Bernie's too, because they're Why? always because they're always on television when we were growing up like all the time interesting and, um so if she's listening to this if there's one episode she's going to listen to, it's this one. So shout out to
1: Barbara. We're doing your favorite movie. Yeah, I, I don't understand what's wrong with you people. <laughs> this movie was Her. awful. I, I, have a, I have a
2: feeling you telling me that story means that our sisters would get along great.
1: <laughs> Probably. They're
0: about the same age, right?
2: Yeah. yeah, And they uh, both love this movie. And she also loves Empire Records as well.
0: There you go. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, this movie is directed by Stuart Raffel. R A F F I L L. I'm assuming that's how you pronounce it. Um, And he's got a filmography that we might get very familiar with because he also directed Mac and Me, as well as Tammy and the T Rex, the movie where Denise Richards' uh, boyfriend, played by um, what's the dead guy from Fast and Furious? Paul Walker. Paul Paul Walker uh, gets turned into a T Rex and she falls in love with him all over again. Something like that. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> but this movie stars Christy Swanson as the mannequin, William Ragsdale, um, Herman himself from Herman's Head,
1: Meshach Taylor,
0: and Terry yeah. Kaiser, who is better known as Bernie Lomax from Weekend at Bernie's. Yep.
1: Uh, oh, has, he's, he's the sorcerer, correct? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I thought he looked familiar. Uh,
0: this has an IMDb score of 4.4, was a Rotten Tomato score of 13%. It had a budget of $13 million and grossed three point seven, as compared to the original movie, which grossed $42 million. Yeah. So It, go, uh, it, we are it goes right.
2: to show you what star power does. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we kind of already got an idea of Dan's feelings towards this, but guys, what's your feelings of Mannequin on the Move?
1: Are you asking me? because? Both. Again, I'm just going to say this movie pissed me off. So hard. I think this might be the movie that kind of breaks the camel's back. (laughs) This is Dan's last episode, everybody. I hated this movie. I hated the people in it. I hated the music. They play the same song far far too many times. (laughs) For sure. Too many times. Uh, Let's see. The uh, William William Ragsdale has the most punchable face I've ever seen in a movie. And that's pretty spectacular. Because the, there's a lot of people I I want to punch in the face I feel like in in most movies, but it, something about him, I, it's like a, a a false swagger that he has. Okay. I don't know how to describe it, but I hate him. <laughs> uh, Mensch Taylor, uh, Mench. uh, the guy who plays Hollywood Taylor. Yeah. M- Massage Meshack. Taylor. Let's call it with Taylor. Michak Taylor. Uh, he was funny for two seconds. And then I hated him. Stuart Pankin, I've always hated. Let's see. Who else is there? Uh, Eric Weiss, I don't really care about. Andrew Hill Newman, nerd. Hated him. (laughs) Uh, Terry Kaiser, indifferent. And, I mean, Christy Swanson's fine. Uh, She's a Republican, but she's hot, so she'll get a pass. And that's it. I I hated everyone in this movie except Christy Swanson. Okay. Mark? This movie is amazing. I, I We're going to come to blows, man. We're really, then I, I'm going to show up on Saturday for our uh, extra life stream test. Yeah. I'm just going to punch you in the head. And I'm going to walk out.
2: That's great content. So, yeah. Hashtag
1: content. <laughs>
2: Everything is content. Yes. Um, for the same reasons that uh, Anthony had seen this movie a whole bunch, um, this was also um, a movie that was repeated by uh, my sister and one of the the upsides question mark to sharing a room for the first eight years of my life uh, with my sister was you know this movie and empire records mostly um, you know even though that was near the tail end there but um, yeah I, I hadn't seen this movie in a long time and from the first minute that it pops on after after the whole um, medieval stuff that starts it which we'll get into in the plot But once it got to the, um, you know, the Philadelphia setting, I was like, oh, yeah, I like this movie. And maybe it's because I've seen Mannequin as well. I was already knowing what I was in for with Hollywood. So um, it was, uh, you know, it was like seeing an old friend again in that movie. But, uh, yeah, he there is so much scenery being chewed in this movie by both uh, Hollywood and Terry Kaiser. Um, It's just amazing. I I, it was a breeze to watch. I didn't even realize it was near the end until I checked the time. And it was like 20 minutes left. And I was like, oh, oh, awesome.
1: Question, um, question for you. I, I hate to interrupt. Question yeah, for no you. Problem. What is there to like in this movie? I don't get it. Tell me something. Uh, well,
2: Chrissy Swanson's performance is really good. And and what? Um, <laughs> in <laughs>
1: I, I'm... I don't I'm gonna come across as a jerk and I apologize. Yeah. But what are you talking about? <laughs> I I think I, for I don't the, wanna put you on the spot here.
2: No. No, I think for the uh the role as it's cast, um, you know, in terms of being a, you know, fish out of water, she does really well with it. Um, I thought and not that we need to be poking at mannequin, the original, but I thought in that movie Kim Cattrall came across as too much um, of a with it sort of, uh, character, despite being a mannequin. Um,
1: and I thought Christy Swanson's, I've never, I've never seen the first one, so I can't, I can't go to that, but
2: yeah, I just thought it was fun. It's, it's one of those, you know, fun, dumb movies. I also get a kick out of seeing some of the old Philadelphia sites and how some of them have not changed in 26 years. Um, and just, you know, just, Yeah, like I said, it's it's one of those nostalgia pieces um, that uh, I think Anne had tweeted this, that I don't know if that's the reason why it's so high um, uh, on my list here. But, uh, yeah, I just had fun with it, um, you know, watching it. So.
1: (laughs) And I don't know, man, I don't know about
0: this. (laughs) Dan, did you wake up on the wrong side of the bed today?
1: No, no, I mean, you're in a bad mood
0: when you watch this.
1: I I feel like I'm getting sick and watching this movie definitely uh, enhanced that feeling. It might have expedited the process as well. I'll probably wake up tomorrow with 110 fever. I'll have to be rushed to the hospital because of this movie. I don't get it. I don't understand why you guys like this movie. The other times when when Mark kind of because Mark never hates a movie. I think he's only hated one movie we've done. I can kind of see why, but this one, man, this is just like pure shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think, I think a lot
0: of it has to do with the nostalgia factor, uh, because a lot of the it came beat for beat started coming back to me um, when what, I was what, watching it. What nostalgia though? This the nostalgia for the early, for the late eighties or early nineties, a movie where it's just so up beat is like something that like is so uncommon nowadays like this is like weekend with bernie's kind of fills that same void like don't tell mom the babysitter's dead this is like this is hbo 90s used to play because they would play like four movies all day so they'd play the same movie like three or four times a day um and it was there and uh it's it's got this energy that you don't see in movies anymore it's terrible it's not a good movie but
1: it knows it's kind of not a good movie yeah yeah i know you can see my face yep and i'm it's making it's like giving me physical pain the things that you're saying (laughs) there's no they wear shitty clothes that's not nostalgic it's so bad. They wear shitty
0: clothes, but they have montages of them trying on different shitty clothes mm. set to pop music that no one will ever listen to again. I've danced
1: alone a thousand oh, times. The
0: song, the, this mm. all the songs that are fake journey is such fan. Yes. so fantastic. <laughs> I, I actually
1: thought it was journey. At I first, know I had to
0: look it up too, but yeah, that, that they, points why
1: I liked it. I think they play that song four times.
0: Oh, yeah. Easily. They do it at the club. And yeah. they do it when he's sitting alone with, at, with her when she's frozen. And then it's at least one more time.
1: I, yeah. And... Uh, oh, yeah,
2: I think geez, it's when he's in the, uh, the jail cell. I think it's the third Right.
1: Time. Yeah. So, okay. At least three times. But come on, man. Come, come on. What are we doing here, fellas? We're better than this. And I expect better from the both of you. At least Mark lives in that city. And I get that. He's a homer. But Ant you come on dude come on what are you uh, thinking you know maybe it's just
0: the charms of a 22 year old christy now, swanson
1: now i get why you liked <laughs> i don't i don't know if i want to start this but uh i can't even think of the name of that movie that you really Dunkirk. not like about Amanda oh, and dunkirk. the alien dunkirk, oh, not that. Like dunkirk. <laughs> but it's very
0: similar to amanda and the alien yeah and i think this yeah. movie does amanda and the alien better
1: but no cuz the man the Amanda and the alien is pure cheese this, this is just this is it's not incredible cheese it's yes. not it wants to be it thinks it is but it fails at being cheesy no way yeah absolutely <sighs> there's so <laughs> many problems with this movie ah but i don't want to i don't want to just bombard the podcast at first with this i feel like we'll get into the plot and we can kind of i can kind of pick it apart from there Cause okay. I feel like, I feel like if we just start with me constantly shitting on it, it's not going to, it's, that's, it's just going to devolve.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, Yeah. Love, might as well get into the plot at this point, but before we do, uh, we're going to listen to a message from friend podcast. We'll be right back. And welcome back, and it's time to get into the plot for Dan's favorite movie ever, Mannequin on the Move. Not to be confused with the horror movie, Mannequin
1: on the Move. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, At the end of this, I'm going to tell you guys to go fuck yourselves. (laughs) How about that for a change? All
0: right. So, (laughs) we start off uh, a thousand years ago, uh, circa... A thousand years from 1991, uh, in the Bavarian country of Caning, where Prince Jason is set to run off with
1: peasant girl named Jesse. But
2: God, those names! It's yeah, that, the, so medieval.
1: Obviously yeah, obviously Jesse. T- all the Jesses all the Jesses in yeah. uh, ancient history.
0: Yeah. Well, if there is attention paid to the names of Jason and Jesse, there's equal attention paid to the. Accents in this scene. Yes. Because Jason mm. carries an English accent. His mother is from Queens. And Christy <laughs> Swanson is from California. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I it's, think
1: yeah. it's I, one of the problems where again I tell you, what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> well, but it, but it's it's yeah. nostalgic. Yeah. Shut up. Nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> I I think the only
2: thing I'll bring in from the uh you know the other podcast that does a similar thing to us uh, mentioned was that um, they said that her name was Jessie with a heart over the eye and everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I could see that
0: being true for sure. Yeah. So the evil queen wants him to marry royalty, but he is in love with peasant girl Jessie. Um, the sorcerer bewitches a necklace and he puts it on her and she becomes frozen for a thousand years until she'll find her true love. Only true love's kiss will break the spell,
1: which doesn't come into play. Now, why doesn't the prince just kiss her? Are they not in love? I guess it has to wait a thousand years.
2: I think the key line is a true love in a foreign land.
1: Oh, okay. Because I was going to say that. Yeah. At that point, I had the subtitles on and they were in Spanish. Oh, nice. So I don't habla Espanol. (laughs) So I had no clue what was going on. I I also want to do a little bit of a um, humble brag here. I was watching this at the gym while I was slamming the racks, so I couldn't really hear everything. So for the first maybe 20 minutes, I kind of – I'm in and out, let's just say. Okay. I'll
2: I'll put it this way. Speaking of the captions, they had a real capitalization problem (laughs) in in a lot of the captions in English.
1: (laughs) I missed that. I got to go back. No, actually, I'm not going to go back and do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this this movie is gone forever. My, I'll make sure that my kids don't see it and their kids don't see this. I, that will be my legacy. None of the Aquinos will ever watch Mannequin on the move. I, I, well, think,
2: I think we know what Uncle Mark, Uncle Anthony, and Aunt Barbara are going to show
1: the Aquino yeah. kids whenever I'll, they I'll, want to see I, I'll cut you guys out so quick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep, first time I babysit. Boom. <laughs> Mannequin on the move. I'm uh, paying I'll that
1: 3.99 go. to watch it on iTunes. Um, I'll turn into a I'll turn into a Karen real quick. I don't want you touching my children ever again. <laughs> so then we cut 1991
0: present day. The peasant girl statue is on display in Hauptman Caning and is about to go on tour, which for some reason starts at a department store in Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, yeah. Which... The my favorite part, um, which never makes the connection at any point, but it popped in my head about halfway through is the only reason they set where Jesse lives is because he's in the suburb of Philadelphia called Germantown, and that the whole beginning of the movie is set in a German town. And oh. I'm like, I was like, this is a very, going back to Sandlot 3, um, where they use that just to make that point, just like the uh, Ford Carter joke. That's the only reason that movie is set in 1976.
0: You, um, I, I didn't even make that connection because I heard him say Germantown, but they never make it. Yeah. They never, never make it a point in the movie. No,
2: but I'm just thinking maybe it's in my head from Sandlot you, Three.
0: You're thinking too much into it. So yes,
2: it's like, oh, these writers. Somebody's like, this is gonna be gold. You know, <laughs> I, you know, we, do we need to explain it? No, no, no. They'll get it. <laughs> uh,
0: so the peasant girl is about to go to Philadelphia because that's what they. That's what department stores do in 1991. They have sort of museum-like ex- exhibits, um, and the sorcerer's descendant has been waiting for this day for her, for the spell to be broken, for him to fall in love
1: with her. Uh, real quick, because I, I kind of made a note when we first see the the mall, right? It's a uh, department store.
2: It's just mm-hmm. a department
1: store. Yeah. Right, department store. Prince's department store. Right, so everyone looks happy in it. And mm-hmm. having worked in a department store, that's 100% false. Everyone well, see, hates their lives. It's this upbeat ap- attitude of this movie, man. That's well, what... it, but they're feeding you lies, Aunt. This movie is just lying to you left and right. Well, maybe that's why I like it. It's telling right. me what it's telling me about a world that I wish we lived in.
2: You're telling me that music doesn't bring a dead man to life?
1: No, <laughs> it, it doesn't. And what, what what's the one from uh from uh, skyscraper the uh our faint our favorite line <laughs>
0: oh excuse me if i still believe in sunday walks in the park yeah. and little
1: babies yeah there are none of that all right that does not <laughs> exist there's no no one happening in a department store and there's no yeah. sunday walks and and babies and all that all right <laughs> so get out of your fantasy world and i didn't get the chance to
2: research this i wanted to um makers yeah want makers the yeah, you know, the the store that this is based off of. Um, I wanted to see if they ever did stuff like this, like if they had an auditorium um, in there, because it is a pretty big building. Um, Like, I know exactly where the building is in Philadelphia. It's a pretty big landmark. It's not a, a, uh, a, you know, a department store anymore. It might be multiple stores, or it might be like a Ross or something, Mm -hmm. you know, you know, real dumb like that. Not like the 90s and 80s sense of a, you know, Nordstrom's, Sears, sort of Macy's. Kind of department store, but I was wondering because those are the two curious things about this. Uh, from not being a you know teenager 20s in that time frame, going, did these stores usually have stuff like this? Like I could see um Wanamaker's had a big holiday like Christmas thing, like Macy's. Mm-hmm. They were Philadelphia Macy's essentially um in terms of that. But so adorable. So, uh.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, so there was another thing. Since when do uh, department stores have their own dance instructor oh,
0: is yeah, that a how thing? Would.
1: but wait is that a thing in is it just a philadelphia thing Mark? probably yeah it's
0: it, he's like an art director sort of yeah yeah I so, think
1: so, in the, so is this uh, you know about this right so you've gone to a department the, store
0: i think he works as the visual department so like he's in charge of the displays and everything like that yeah I think it's okay. exaggerated. It's it's a little exaggerated of yeah. what his duties entail. As uh, we have to suspend our disbelief in a department store that runs an exhibit of a thousand-year-old peasant girl as if it's a museum. You know, yeah. if the if this if this statue was going anywhere in uh, in Philadelphia, it'd be yeah. going to like the Franklin Institute. It wouldn't be going to Wanamaker. Yeah. yeah, it's <laughs> not it's not
2: like that. Philadelphia has a very a prominent and famous museum of art yeah. uh, that, is not, so, that has been f- featured in films
1: before. Why didn't they just do that then?
2: I don't know. Well, it was, the main thing was, I think they were trying to keep it connected as loosely as possible. because so the first capitalism, movie, man. Yeah, the first movie is set in the same department store, you know, Prince and Company. and So what? You know, so they were trying to keep some kind of connection there. And then they just... I have the feeling that I think somebody wrote a script you know, about what a sequel to Mannequin would be. And then the producers or whoever, you know, came in and was like, well, no, it's got to be set in the same store or it's not Mannequin. You know, so they had to reconfigure everything and try to figure out a way to make it work in a department store. But everything about it screams museum from, you know...
1: Right, uh, because they have the big banners hanging outside... And they have, eventually in the movie, they have a big uh, presentation. Yeah. Again, you don't hold presentations in department stores. So, again, I ask you, what is wrong with you two? You, you got to remember, this is the tail end of the Reagan 80s. Yeah. So was this something Reagan was cool
0: this, with? This is all about capitalism and just spending your money and what better place to do that than at a department store. Yeah. So yeah
2: was, Re- Reagan could have approved this and completely forgotten about it. Yeah.
1: Now, later. True. Now, is this Reproofal, Ronald being, Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> is this supposed to be along the same lines of Dawn of the Dead, where we're all zombies to commercialism?
0: Yeah. We're all yeah. we're all dummies. Get
1: it? Oh, uh, I I hate you two. <laughs> this you you skirting around this really big problem with the opening of this movie. It's I, I'm kind of losing respect. Oh man! you're you're, Come you're, on. you're two smart guys. Turn I on respect. your heart light, man. Come on. Turn on my heart light. <laughs> uh, I can't. It's dim right now. This it's movie's very all dim. about
0: just true love. True love overcoming the fact that one is actually a mannequin. That's beautiful to me. <clears throat>
1: well, yeah. it says so much about you, I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I don't see it. Maybe it's me. Yeah. I don't think it is. I think but... it is you. I
0: mean, but... it's like 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 Hollywood Montrose says, you know, true love is like the Loch Ness monster. Everyone believes in it, but no one's ever seen it. And these two, these crazy kids, one in a thousand-year-old mannequin, and one a twenty-two-year-old <laughs> still living at home in Germantown with his mother, that for some reason has a Queen's accent in the city of Philadelphia. Yep. These two She's crazy kids. These two crazy kids. They get together. And they make it work, all set to Jefferson Starship. <laughs> is, is that who it is? Yeah, The the song at the end. Oh, okay. Nothing's going to stop us now. Right, yeah, when yeah. they... Uh, which originally from
1: the first movie.
2: Exactly. I was like, I think oh, that's the big song
1: really? in the first
2: movie. Yeah.
1: Fuck yeah. this movie, man. <laughs> so hard. So hard. They have no originality. Nope. God damn it. Now that just made me angrier. She's Sorry. not really even a mannequin, right? No, she's a person. She's just a statue. She's right. A statue. This isn't she's weird science. She's technically right? a they... doll. She's well, like wooden. Yeah. She's wooden. made of wood. Yeah. So r- r- it, uh, I've, if I remember weird science correctly, don't they create a person? Is it, uh, How do they do it in that? Well, they
2: hook up the machine to like a Barbie doll.
1: Right. Okay. So in that case, she is a doll first yeah. and then becomes a person. This is a person who becomes a mannequin. See, yeah. You you can't call a mannequin a doll, right? Because you don't play with a
2: mannequin. No, I use that term. Maybe some people do, I don't know. She's never (laughs) used as a mannequin.
1: Right. No, that's not true. That's not true. Because uh, Jason dresses her up in one of their uh, leopard print dresses. Right. He
0: gives that to her when she's alive. And then she turns
1: into a mannequin. But, but then uh, Mr. James is like, oh, good thinking, plugging our merchandise. So essentially she, at that point, is on display, right? But and she then, never hits the display floor. But then in the in the restaurant, right, She's they're sitting by the window and people are looking, so that's displaying. That's a stretch. Well, you know, it's a stretch that you guys <laughs> like this movie, so. <laughs> you can't <sighs> get
0: over it. Just No. Let's move on. All right, so we we meet our, our man, Jason, who's starting his new job, first day on the job in Philadelphia, uh, we get some credits set to upbeat, early 90s music, He's super happy about his trip to work, as most people are, <laughs> uh, gets a spot right out front of the department store, as most people do, um, so he works at Prince's department store, and this is late, the early 90s, so... We assume that he can make a decent living on that um, because yeah. he, boomers haven't fucked our, uh, our economy quite yet. Right, they're just getting ready to. On his first day, he meets cast characters, including Andy, a bumbling security guard; Gail, a perfume counter girl who is immediately attracted to Jason, and Mr. James, the no-nonsense manager of the store, and his two assistants. Mr. James plays by Stuart Pat- Pankin, who is the voice of Earl Sinclair from Dinosaurs.
1: That's right. Yep. Uh, Definitely a good voice. He he. Uh, I think he did some other voice acting work, if I'm not mistaken. I believe he did, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Stuart is kind of like one of those guys that you've seen him a million times, you don't never know his name. Yeah, good character actor. Yeah. Uh, and then we get Hollywood Montrose, uh, who I believe is in the first movie. Yes. Is the art director of, let's call him the art director of uh, Prince's... Yeah. Department
1: store. So, yeah, so wait a minute. He was in the first movie as well. Yes. And he's yeah. surprised at the yeah. at the revelation. Uh,
0: yeah. he does say at one point, "This
1: has happened before."
2: Yes, they had that throwaway line.
1: Okay, but but then like when he it's first revealed that she's a, a person, he gets kind of like, "Well, who was who that? What's going on?" You know, he doesn't realize what's going on. So again, I guess the the, the the magic is a
0: little different in that one. I don't know what the story I don't remember what the story behind is the, the ma- why the mannequin
2: why the mannequin comes to life The, the only thing I remember is it's an it, it's an Egyptian curse in that one that's the only thing I remember
1: Uh it's it's not like when the full moon rises she turns No I, I, I think first. it's an
2: Egyptian curse I think it's still a first love thing like true love when she finds true love she'll come to life Sure but sure. but it, it's it's for some other reason it's not a dumb necklace which as much as I love this movie, the rules about that necklace completely change depending on what's going on.
0: Yeah, like they never... <clears throat> so, like, was it for a thousand years no one was able to take it off? And then all of a sudden one day it was like, oh, you can take it off now. Right. It right. had yeah. like an expiration date on it. Yeah. Or
2: is it the fact that Jason was the true love, he, he could take it off before a thousand?
0: Right, but know? also Hollywood also takes it off, though, too.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but... well. Be Jason being the first one taking it off breaks the curse. Maybe. And sense that, you know, that part of the curse. Whatever. It, it's, a, it's a plot hole of many plot holes in this movie.
0: Yeah. Um, and, what the, and how... <laughs> as, like, just fates are certain that that's true love? Like, this yeah. true love exists before the first meeting? Yeah.
1: I don't know. Exactly. I, I think he... When he, uh, Jason comes to the realization of what's going on, that Jesse is a real person, he he handles it very well like he has like a mini freak out but then he's like oh okay so it's real and i i hate that in movies i would love to see it more often where the person is in denial for much longer because this stuff is crazy in sure. real life this is craziness
0: but w-
2: would you like mannequin
0: well he he <laughs> is prompted he is prompted that this is like a legend and you know yeah. he he's already call it considered he's already basically painted as like a romantic with you know his his thoughts on true love and you know mm. gail's ready to throw down she's she's good to go down to fuck and he's just like no i really believe in true love yeah. so i'm gonna wait for and, my true love so he's probably a virgin
2: yeah and also mm. his mom runs a dating service you know runs a
0: dating service so it there, that seed has been planted that he's sort of uh romantic and probably uh, can believe in things like uh, a curse and stuff like that But the curse has already been told to him So it's not
1: completely out of left field uh, Whenever Jason would talk Early on I just wanted to give him a stone cold stunner yeah. uh, You don't like William Ragsdale, huh? Uh, well I, do, I don't know William Ragsdale I've never met him, I probably never will But yes, I do not like him <laughs> I uh,
0: He kind of just um He kind of Fills the same kind of position of like uh like a timothy hutton or rob morrow yeah They're like these, yeah. He's, these dark-haired guys from the late 80s early 90s that just are clean cut and like the good guy and that's basically it that's their personality
1: to me he, he like in modern day terms i feel like he would be jesse eisenberg
0: okay, okay. i think he's a little more neurotic than than the than
1: this guy here, William Ragsdale, but I could see that. But I I just like if you were to cat do a remake of it. I feel like uh, I feel like he would be the perfect person to cast as Jason Williamson. Okay, then who is Jesse? Ooh, Jesse, still Christy Swanson. No, um, man, Are we, we want to keep her blonde, I'd assume, right? Well, it'd probably be Zendaya nowadays. Mm, yeah, I like Zendaya. Oh, she's she, good. She's cute.
2: Yeah, she'd probably be more my pick to. Rep- no, yeah, was,
1: she, she could was, be Gail. How about Gail? because <laughs> right, she has attitude. Right, Zendaya has some attitude. Gail has some attitude. Uh, yeah, whatever the Gail would be like, Kat Dennings. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty good one too. Yeah, yeah so all right, we could do Zendaya as Jesse. Yeah,
0: I like okay, this movie. Like.
1: Yeah, I like it. Uh, and then as Hollywood Montrose. Yeah. unfortunately,
0: Meshack Taylor has passed away.
1: Or okay. I would pick him again. Yeah. No, God, he was terrible.
0: Uh, <laughs> he was sorry. the best part. Come on. There, there is MVP no best part. MVP of the part. movie. There is no best part. He's so good. He's He might be better as the bouncer of the, yes, cl- of the club. Yes, he is really good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that was okay.
2: It took me a when few he, seconds to realize it was him.
0: When he's turning people away, he's like, what did you guys come on the
1: bus from Jersey? Jersey? Get out of here. <laughs> well, so I would probably cast like what's uh, what's his name Billy Elric Iric the guy who the guy who was in Parks and Rec Billy Eichner Eichner yes I would cast him I think you're gonna say Billy Eilish no <laughs> just because she won Best New Artist at the VMA <laughs> doesn't mean she gets a pass right she doesn't get to star in my movie yeah.
0: I could see she, Billy Eichner as this
1: yeah 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 he, he's obviously he's very colorful and. He's got a big personality, just like Hollywood Montrose. Yeah,
0: definitely a different energy, but definitely an energy that mm. uh, would fit. Just yeah. a different type of take on the character. Yeah. yeah, I agree.
2: And the character would probably be much better written nowadays, because they just, especially in this movie, they just leaned in on the on the gay stereotypes with, yeah. with, with a lot with most of his jokes.
1: Yeah. yeah, pretty yeah, pretty heavily.
2: But but they made them, they made some of them pay off eventually. Um, as we'll get to later on. But um, yeah, I, I feel, you know, in this in this part of the movie where we're just getting to learn the characters, some of them stay consistent and actually pretty well done. The, the boss of the mall, he takes a turn at some point where he goes from being, you know, a hard-ass ultra against it to, like, a buffoon mm-hmm. at some point. And I don't know why they made that change.
0: Very inconsistent. Like, and yeah. then, like, he goes from... Hard ass, no nonsense to uh, like a bumbling guy that's, uh, you know, has a, a vulnerable side where he's trying he's you know, is help going to Jason's mom for uh dating service. And then at the end, he's like in their car when, when
1: they're just married. It's like they weren't friends. Right. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah. I don't know why they did that dating service part because it doesn't lead anywhere. It
0: doesn't at all. It kind of, I guess it kind of informs this this whole like fairy tale sort of true love thing again.
2: Yeah. It, but that's and, really the
0: only purpose.
2: And it only comes up in two moments. One, they have that scene where the boss is there, you know, making the video. And also the opening in the movie when he uses the sandwich board to put over the fire hydrant. Right. So that, but he that could he have been a ticket.
0: That could have been anything though. Yeah. She could have but she could have had And she could have been you know, yeah. she could have been a, a butcher.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but that's the only two times it comes up at all.
0: Yeah. Um, So, uh, Jason gets placed as Hollywood Montrose's assistant. Hollywood, as we mentioned, is organizing the presentation of the Enchanted Peasant Girl. And we get some insight into Jason, believing in true love and all that kind of crap. And then Hollywood gets a call that the peasant girl has had an accident. So they go rushing off, and they find the truck that's been carrying the peasant girl uh, is teetering over the schuylkill is it the yep. schuylkill
2: it is the Skookle. it's Good the schuylkill
0: um, about yeah. to fall in you're so proud to say that <laughs>
2: i'm so proud that anthony said it correctly
0: <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, li- I listen to to philadelphia radio um so uh the truck is teetering over over and about to fall in and this is where we meet the three uh bodybuilding goons of the count Rolf, Egon, and Arnold, uh, eventually the statue, as well as the idiots, fall into the river. Jason goes in to save her, and for a second, while she's underwater, he thinks she's real. Because he touches the necklace. Yep. Yeah, so, and by the
2: way, I would not jump into this river. <laughs> there at, you go. <laughs> at any point.
0: Well, that, so, he, blame, he blames the river on his on his on him thinking that she's real. He yeah. says that water, it must be the water... I am okay. freaking out, or whatever. Scoopled toxin, the toxin I think he says. So they take her back to the uh, department store, and she—he takes the necklace off of her, and she comes to life. She thinks that he's Prince William. He has the unfortunate uh, duty to tell her that she's been frozen for a thousand years. The goons show up, and they plan to take. Uh, the take possession of her, but he convinces them to leave her at the store because it's the most It's the safest place that she could be. So they leave, and then Jason takes Jesse out on the town of Philadelphia. Yep, where he hits up cheesesteaks at I believe it's Jim's, right? It's Jim's. It, Jim's. It's
2: the one moment where I was like, if this movie was shot today, they would make a point of telling you it was Jim's. Sure. You know, and not just oh, we're just going out to eat, and then they're at one of the most famous sandwich places and. The city, you know, and even when they're going down South Street, um, I was seeing a lot of this, the signage they were hitting. And I'm like, oh, a lot of those signs are still around Um, (laughs) looking exactly the same, maybe a little bit more worn. um, But I'm like, oh, yeah, that uh, that Greek food place, that's still there. Manny Brown's is still there. You know, that (laughs) that was part of the fun for me is picking out that stuff and seeing what this city has not updated in 28 years uh, or 29, because this would have been shot in 90 not 91, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was it was just fun that that whole drive. And then she has, uh, I think my best favorite three lines of hers. Um, I forget the first one, but the second one is "I love electricity" and then "I love America." <laughs>
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: Yeah. So and I was um, a
1: little upset at this scene because she wasn't sexually harassed not like once. So that's that's not really <laughs> Philadelphia then. <laughs> I feel are like you, she, are
0: you sexually harassed every time you go to Philly?
1: It's happened. I'm not going to say it hasn't happened. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, you are kind of asking for
1: it the way you dress, though. To be honest. Sure, but again, you know, she's shouting, "I love America." Someone, I'm surprised someone didn't say, "Hey, I got, I'll show you something to love." I don't know why I went Brooklyn. Uh, <laughs> I was like, it was in Philly, not on
2: Long Island. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this movie doesn't Literally. really differentiate either.
2: No, no. To be true, to be honest. Or
1: someone yeah. could just yell water and then, yeah. and then I would like okay, now I know we're in Philadelphia.
2: Yeah, and, East and, States, and Jones. Uh, Jones. <laughs>
1: yeah. That, was, yeah. that wasn't a that wasn't a bad Brooklyn accent though, right?
2: <laughs> that was like um is the, the one line in the movie that we'll get to later where I'm like, Oh, this is definitely written and spoken by somebody not from the city is uh is Hollywood's line at the end on the roof when he says the full name of the city.
0: you know i am
1: from north philadelphia Philadelphia.
2: yeah
1: (laughs) born and raised yeah
2: uh the only reason will does that is because he rhymes it with something afterwards
1: right um so would you say that will smith took inspiration from hollywood montrose most definitely okay they're they're from
0: different
1: different parts of the city though yeah one's from west philadelphia One's from. Uh, that's fine but i thought it's the city of brotherly love right so yeah What's the difference? So he
0: takes her to cheese eggs at gyms and then to a nightclub where she also learns about lipstick and then they yeah. dance. First they dance in Jason's very white nineties yep. dance. And then she shows him how to dance like a person from the tenth
1: century. Did so you didn't want to punch him in the face in that scene. Uh, he's trying to do the the Russian like, you know, the Russian dance. He's I kicking mean, his it's... legs out. This isn't his most likable moments. So. Okay, so you agree, right? Yeah, I, I don't know if
0: I it made me want to punch him in the face, but it was just kind of like, oh, he's a dork. Um, but he's
1: but he's so comfortable with himself. Yeah, screw See? him. <laughs> screw him. No one does that. If again, in the Philadelphia that I know, he would have gotten his ass kicked for dancing like that. But he doesn't.
0: And as mm-hmm. we mentioned, as we mentioned, uh, Meshack Taylor also plays the bouncer in the scene. Well, some great lines as he's uh, Why did winning. you let him in? He, right. uh, I guess because he realized that the Jesse wasn't going to go in without him. She didn't make any and indication also, of
1: that.
2: And also he was in a suit and tie. That's unlike true. Unlike everyone else trying to get into that club.
1: Yeah. The one guy the one, was wearing a Mickey Mouse shirt. <laughs> <and> <laughs> he, nerds he, from I New Jersey. Myself, <laughs> he rightfully did not get into that club, and I would have been very upset if he did. There's some dorks from Haddonfield yep now now, th- now this goes You're to my overall over pack, yeah. this this goes back to my overall point when you guys are saying like oh it's such an upbeat kind of movie nostalgia blah 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 you know whatever you guys have been spewing uh <laughs> this is grade a bullying man right right uh taylor is just like laying into these people like oh you know i, I never liked this and i don't who are like is this the prom fuck out of here you know it's that's not loving. That's that's not upbeat.
2: Oh, they were they were trying to play off
0: the whole exclusive club thing. Yeah, it's which, all in
1: fun though, man. I think they were trying to play off the fact that this movie sucks balls. It's all in fun though, man. <laughs> no, no, well, yep. I'm not having fun. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, that 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 whole scene just felt like a time to do that 80s thing where someone starts doing a weird dance and then apparently everybody knows how to do that dance. In, in, in the <laughs> club.
1: recently I saw I, I rewatched mm-hmm. I don't know why I rewatched A Knight's Tale and they Another do great something movie. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I um, similar in themes. Yeah. Yes, it's very essentially, upbeat. yes. And but a little bit I'd put A Knight's Tale above Mannequin on the move. <laughs> um but yeah there, there's a scene where Heath Ledger has to like The villain is like, oh, why don't you show us your native dance? And he kind of wings it. And then all of a sudden, everybody knows it. Like, yeah. in your face, bad guy. But that's not how life works. You know, yeah. a dorky yeah. white guy is not going to be able to pull off dance moves and convince yeah, and- everyone else that, oh, yeah, this is cool stuff.
2: Yeah, and, 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 and in, in the sense movie- of
1: this movie, though, he is not the one that
0: convinces everybody. The hot blonde in a leopard print cocktail dress is the one that convinces everybody to dance like that
1: but but no one would follow her right why
0: would anyone follow the blonde girl because she's got confidence and she's white and she's a girl
1: and she's smoking hot no yeah. but but you see like the the two i'm assuming they were a gay couple right? the two redhead chicks Yep. Yeah. they start they're like oh yeah that's that's the new thing and they, they start dancing like, that wouldn't happen they're I, they're punks they, they kind of started they almost seem a little like they're making fun of her
0: yeah, and, and then everybody kind expect. of begins to oh, this is fun, this is goofy. Yeah, and, and it's only for like twenty seconds, and then they yeah, go into not, the normal slow dance.
2: And not not every uh not every movie can have Usher jump down and go, remember those moves I taught you in dance class? And then everybody starts doing that. a uh, choreographed dance.
1: Well, how come uh, Hollywood Montrose didn't come in and teach everyone to dance, huh?
2: Because he was bouncing.
1: Well, he, he's got to wear two hats, man. Come on. <laughs> So then they slow dance
0: to Fake Journey.
2: Yep. That's the best uh, way song. to describe
0: it. Yeah. Then Jason sneaks uh, Jesse into his mom's house. And then we have a breakfast-making montage. Uh, and she's okay.
1: she's taking a bath. Yeah,
0: taking a bath where some early 90s pop music plays. And she's having a good old time having her first bath in forever. Because she's from the 10th century. So they didn't have okay. baths.
1: Uh, so she probably stunk, too. I'm kind of surprised... Oh, God. The, the first thing I thought of, like, man, she must have such a buildup in her bowels. <laughs> she, she, has, she hasn't dropped a deuce in a thousand years.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the only movie that touches on that subject is Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when he
1: go, yeah, he urinates. He five minutes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, again, not a realistic movie. <laughs> so, Jason's making
0: breakfast in, like, the most unorthodox ways. By using strainers on eggs and using a dustbuster on a cantaloupe. Piece of cantaloupe
1: for no reason because it's silly yeah, and it's a because movie about a, a man he doesn't know yeah but he uh, thinks he's ready to live on his own meanwhile yeah. he's going to be cooking you know he's going to be cooking toast in the microwave or something like a complete fool he cooks orange juice in the microwave, the microwave. which was weird yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean
0: it was co- it was like pure concentrate, but like
2: yeah, it he's was, bringing
0: well, up hot orange juice for her yeah, to drink. Yeah,
2: because the the concentrate, frozen concentrate, was like a big thing in the 80s and 90s, because it shows up in every breakfast scene when they're you know. Uh, I um, don't
1: what making. I'm lost right now.
2: That the little tube that the frozen orange juice that you I take see. top off and then yeah.
0: This uh, is just about age difference there, Dan.
2: You're I too
1: guess. Young I, yeah so yeah. I, I didn't realize people drank hot orange juice uh, i never did
2: no <laughs> so. I, I don't know why he puts it in the microwave but the essential thing is you're supposed to take that and put it in and then put it in the, the uh fridge and it sort of uh melts there's a oh. better word um and it becomes orange juice hmm. um but it's frozen at first uh
1: but reason yeah. number 225 to hate this movie <laughs>
2: Yeah, but um, I'll think of the other
1: 224 later.
2: My favorite thing about his uh, in this scene is we get to see his bedroom for the first time, and just how they just slapstick things on. Like there's a poster for like Temple football on one of the doors. There's like a there's another sports poster or something on the wall, and it cuts around and there's I think there's a giant portrait of a West Virginia football player. I I I think it's West Virginia. It's like it's not a Philadelphia team. And it's, like, this giant portrait on his wall. And I'm like, did they just, like, go to some thrift shop and just found, oh, uh, yeah, 1988 Temple. Yeah, he would have that on his door still. Right. Uh, <laughs> here, you know, and just buying things for a dollar to just to sit to, you know, for the set direction. Um, yeah. But, yeah, th- this entire scene was was so, like, um, as Anne keeps saying, just kind of catch that vibe of, you know, a fun montage. montages. 80s Montages and And every time they needed a scene to stretch a little bit, you know they would go into a montage, um, yeah.
0: which is, which is the correct thing to do. So then, as Jesse's getting ready, she accidentally puts on the enchanted necklace, turns herself into a statue again. Um, Jason comes up to find her and has an awkward moment when his mom walks into her, him trying to give the dummy CPR and try and explain that Jason, you can't yeah. no. No, that, uh, that, that makes everyone look foolish. Yeah. So the count shows up. Um, he kind of reveals his plan to the idiots that he's going to bring Jesse back to life. And then they're going to run off to Bermuda. They go to the store and he thinks the store, the statue has been stolen. But Jason comes in a little bit after and brings her back. Hollywood, as the, they all leave, Hollywood's there with Jesse. Takes off the necklace, and she comes back to life. But Hollywood tur- puts on the necklace and turns to a statue. Yeah. So Jesse uh, runs around the store, decides to get a makeover so she can, uh, you know, stay around the store without those guys
1: following her. How does she pay for any of this stuff?
0: Uh, with his credit, he has a li- he has a line of credit at the store as an
1: employee. Even yep. So I know the, the furniture store. Yep. She gets swindled there, and that's you know, good for that guy, I guess. Yeah. Dirt bag. Um. And then so when she gets the makeover, it's the same thing. It's done on his credit. I think we yep. are to assume that. I assume that everything that she bought was on his line of credit. Okay. I just thought it was the magic of the nine early 90s. Mm-hmm. Hot, hot chick just gets away with everything. Sure. Okay. Like Pretty Woman. Right. Exactly.
2: It, it was the whole point of her having the badge on yeah. her when she leaves after Hollywood yeah. turns in. That's the whole point.
0: It's they make a very cool. specific choice for him to take off his jacket before he leaves. Puts yeah. it on like the doorknob and
1: then she puts it on and then walks out. The next time uh, the next time a woman says that they get treated unfairly, I'll show them this movie. I'm like, Well, she got a free makeover. <laughs> she gets free shit all the time, man. She got invited to a nightclub. Where is the inequality in that, I tell you? <laughs> You can't. Boom. Done. Yeah.
0: So she goes walking around the the department store. Uh, the goons uh, find Hollywood uh, as a statue. They take the necklace back, and then they realize that she's gone, so they go looking for her. Jason comes back, and he kind of tells Hollywood about the fact that Jesse has come to life, and they go searching for her, too. Meanwhile, the count realizes kind of what's going on, so he decides that it's time for him to kill Jason, because that's because he looks just like Prince William. I guess he also makes that connection, because um, his ancestor is the sorcerer, so he knows that sort of story. Um, so he tries to kill him by pulls a whips out a crossbow out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, starts shooting at them. He's a terrible shot. <laughs> yeah, because they're standing still. They're standing still, and he almost hits Hollywood first. Right. Um, And then Jason, although he gets super close and I'm pretty sure it's William Ragsdale. That's getting the clay pots thrown at him. Yeah. The first one like hits right between his legs while he's crawling around. (laughs) I was like, damn, (laughs) that was super close. It's
1: (laughs) yeah. No one reacts to this blatant attack on these people's lives either. It's just like, Oh, okay. Another again, because everyone is obliviously happy in their, in their jobs at this store. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes no and, sense,
2: And that's and that's where he does the crawling around because he says, you know, reminds me of when I was in the Marine, you know, and then they make the joke that they were looking for a few good men. And so was I, Yep. Um, you know,
1: moving so. on,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: womp, womp, womp. you so know, while they're
2: they're uh, running around.
1: Go ahead.
2: I was like, and that's just to set up something coming up.
1: Right.
0: Uh, so they run around the store uh jesse sees they're running around the store so she hops in a, a go-kart and she chases around picks up jason and they go running around the store in the go-kart eventually he falls off but she winds up outside outside the store driving down philadelphia streets and eventually winds up back at his mom's house yeah so everybody basically follows him there along with the cops um, the cops are try, to, uh, try and successfully do arrest Jason for, I guess, stealing prop- private property. Although, if he just was like, hey, this is just Jesse, my girlfriend, no no one stole anything here, he probably right. would have gotten away with it. But instead, they let the Count go upstairs to essentially accost Jesse. Um, but luckily, unlike other movies that we've seen,
1: there's no rape in this movie. Yeah, well, thankfully, yeah, like you said, thankfully, that's we we didn't <laughs> want to we don't want to see that in this type of movie. No, because it's an upbeat '90s movie. Yeah, um, so and not he puts, a horror movie like I right. thought it was, because exactly. that would then there definitely would have been that scene. Yeah.
0: So he puts the necklace back on her. Um, and he takes her away and brings him back to the store because the Mister whatever his name is, the manager of the store, Mr. Like, well,
1: Jones. Mr. James, James,
0: Mr. James. James says well we still have a contract uh, so we slept we still get to do the presentation and then he begrudgingly agrees um, and then uh, Hollywood goes to break out Jason from prison by posing as his military uh, commanding officer um, which is a
1: big federal offense by the way It is you can go to jail for a long time for that Absolutely I- impersonating an officer not good
0: yeah. So, it works successfully. He's able to uh, to pull Jason out. Uh, they go to the store to do the presentation. And the presentation is ridiculous. <laughs> there are B-boys and B-girls and breakdancers. It, it's an episode of In Living Color, In Living Color with yes, spaceships. And Meet and, me, and me Jack reason.
2: Taylor does something called that he calls rapping.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. like...
2: It's sort of like spoken
1: word poetry yeah. set to beat. Um, right. he, essentially, he tells the story of Jesse and how mm-hmm. she was cursed. Yeah. And it's it, it's not going to be tearing up the charts, I'd imagine. Not at all. Uh, yeah. And
0: then uh, Jason comes up and he's part of the show. He comes off as Prince William here for one tr- true love's kiss. And then the, the count gets pissed off and he's like, got this... This is making a mockery of my country. I'm taking the the statue back. This presentation is over. They wind up getting into a duel, uh, a, a fencing duel, him and Jason. Uh, and, and and
2: Jason drops the line of, I come from a long line of fencers with Bavarian blood. And I'm like, oh, so this is just because he's going to be really good in this scene.
1: Yeah. And he it, wasn't, though, so, really. No. <laughs> he, he gets his ass kicked, essentially. He needs help yeah. from Montrose to... Mm-hmm. To to defeat yeah uh, the count good. spritzel. the yeah. count was winning yeah uh, and he should have won I I was hoping he would mm-hmm. so throughout the whole movie there's this running gag where the count punches the goons in the face yep so he he punches uh Mr James in the face and I I just kept thinking I know he's not going to do this but I really want him to punch Jason Williamson in the face because he he does it like that real like like real dainty way of punching like he kind of his he kind of peacocks his fist and his elbow and everything and he just gives like a quick like rock'em sock'em shot if if you can kids out there i'm sure you have no clue what rock'em sock'em robots are so i definitely made us sound far older than we are Just think of a Rock'em Sock'em robot as how the Count punches people.
0: It's kind of like a rap on the nose. Right.
1: Yes. So I wanted him to, you know, maybe they get, it happens in every sword fight where they they lock swords and they're face-to-face. And I just wanted the Count to be like, oh, look over there, punches him in the face real quick. So they have their little fencing
0: duel. Uh, Eventually, Hollywood helps uh, William get the upper hand, and then the Count... Pulls a gun on him and takes Jesse prisoner to the roof. They wind up going to the roof where there is a hot air balloon waiting to take him to Bermuda, which would take them weeks to get there. Yeah. Yeah. And they they had no provisions on that hot air yeah. balloon, so they would have died. Yep. I yeah, mean, it, Bermuda's not that far, but you know, it's a two hour plane ride. Right. So you're yeah, you're probably looking at a, a week and a half tops. Yeah. two weeks you're probably gonna get lost at sea there's probably mm. not enough fuel to get you there right it, it was just a
1: poorly devised plan yeah
0: i mean and, but it was a plan created by one of the goons so that makes perfect
1: sense but yeah. and I, I just i remember when they got to that part i was like oh this movie's still not done <laughs> god the, the the fencing scene was such a logical conclusion
2: <laughs>
1: nope. he, uh, they
2: needed to deliver the line where he goes Hollywood goes oh that's just one little gun honey i'm from north philadelphia they could have and, done
1: that in any other part. They could have left it <laughs> out, and I would have been happier. <laughs> so they're on
0: the roof, and uh, he's trying to get away. Jason jumps up onto the hot air balloon. There's a struggle. Uh, Jason almost falls over, and then Jesse puts the necklace onto the count. The count turns to the statue, and they're happy, and they accidentally knock the the count over the side, and he smashes on the Philadelphia streets. And then the three the three goons are upset. But then they have a plan to put them back together. But then a street sweeper comes and sweeps them away. And yeah, I,
2: I like that Jesse's the first one to recount the curse while putting the necklace on. Like, everyone else just puts the necklace on and they turn into a mannequin. But mm-hmm. she decides to go the extra step of taking the 30 seconds to recount the curse for some reason.
0: Well, because now he's got to wait a thousand years, right?
2: Yeah, I guess when that's when he gets the
0: smashed... Point. When he gets smashed, he doesn't turn back into a human smashed all over the pavement. No. Uh, and then
2: they try and put him back together.
0: Yeah. And then that's the that's the happy ending. Jason and Jesse uh, kind of. Uh, we we cut to like a few days, weeks, months later, and they're like getting ready to go on their, I guess their honeymoon or they're they're about to get married or they just got they're married. And yeah. they drive off as Jefferson it, Starship plays. It is the one shot in the movie that I
2: would have might have to go back and look that I don't know that I think was not shot in Philly, maybe on a set, because I'm like trying to pinpoint the street they're on.
1: Oh, who cares? This movie's yeah. over. Fuck yeah. it. And that's the movie. Yeah. Fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck you. It's fuck great. The, fuck the listeners. <laughs> fuck everyone. Anyone involved in this movie, I hate them.
0: You know hate what? Em. I wouldn't change a thing to make this movie
1: better. Of course you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't. <laughs> the only thing I would do
0: is maybe Terry Kaiser's role might be better by play if it were played by Raul Julia. <laughs> yep, there you go. <laughs> Other than yeah, that, it's cool. flawless. For what the movie is, which is basically Splash and Weekend of Bernie's and these just stupid, high concept 80s, early 90s movies. This movie is not great. I know Dan is
1: just just upset. I'm fuming really right now. Really upset
0: that this movie was the movie we wound up picking this week.
1: Yeah. Because um, I chose the... And I'm not going to say it would have been any better. I chose the Death Wish remake. It probably would have been worse. But yeah. at least I knew what I was walking into with that movie. <laughs> this movie, it just... It hit me over the head with its bullshit. Yeah. And it didn't stop hitting me for an hour <laughs> and a half. I think this movie is
0: light. It's a qu- quick. It's... Barely an hour and thirty. It's stupid. It doesn't ask you to think. No, it's not at Perfect.
1: All. It's a the, perfect movie. The the acting is terrible everywhere. Everywhere is terrible. From top to bottom, awful. The set pieces are fucking gross. I hated looking at everything. The castle. It was a bad backdrop. Uh, wh- wh- the music made me want to it jump was off perfect. the roof. Perfect. No. No, yeah. no 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 no. 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 If you're bringing gonna pro- back bringing mm.
0: back Starship was an inspired choice
1: and that pisses me off even more knowing that it was used in the first movie. Who gives a flying shit about Jefferson Starship? I, it, it's I guess maybe because we're in, it's 2019 and not 1990. What, when was this 1991 mm-hmm. when this movie came out. So I guess Jefferson Starship was Still a thing. I don't know. I don't remember. I thought they kind of died out, but you know what?
0: <laughs> I give Jefferson Starship a lot of credit. People give them shit for changing, for changing. But you Jefferson know what? <laughs> they went they from Jefferson for... Airplane, in the plane in the 60s, to Jefferson Starship in the 80s. But you know what? They were still relevant for three decades, <laughs> and they wouldn't have been relevant if they just stayed with their same sound that they had in the 60s.
1: And that song slaps. I don't care
0: yeah.
1: who you are. Uh, you, I got you, excited. You're, you're blinding yeah. me with your whiteness right now. Nothing's com- going to stop us
0: now. It's if coming comes through on my, my laptop. my Pandora when I'm cleaning, I'm singing that song. I'm singing
1: oh, that shit. It's, it, it, for such a woke person, Anthony, this is the, the least woke thing you've ever said. Can't Believe My Eyes by Gene Miller also slaps. <sighs> You the the <laughs> there is no such sentence as Jefferson Starship and slaps. You can't put that together. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work. Nothing's
0: right? gonna stop us now, slaps. Put
1: yes. it in the record book. No, I we put we, that down we, in your diary. We we disagree on a good many things, and this and, and most of the time I'm wrong. I can admit I'm wrong. I just kind of like to piss you off, <laughs> but this one. I am for certain sure that I am correct on. Jefferson Starship has not and never will slap.
0: They do. Mm-mm. Yep. This Mm-mm. song,
1: Mm-mm. and you know what?
0: We Built the City is not it, that bad of a song.
1: They are a poor man's electric light orchestra. Oh, come mm-hmm. on. Yep. That's mm-hmm. Gene that's...
0: Miller's Can't Believe My Eyes, man. It's mm-hmm. the best song the journey
1: never wrote. <laughs> uh, we're spending. I'm spending far too much time on this and it's making me even madder. <laughs> all right.
0: Uh, how would you make this better, Dan? I can't <sighs> say not making the movie.
1: <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't do that. Um, I would have it not tied to the first movie at all. Uh, I would... Yeah, I wouldn't have it tied to the first movie. Uh, I think the the whole curse idea is pretty pretty dumb. I didn't like that. I don't know, man. I hated this movie. I hated it. I I don't know how to make this better. You guys and you guys are gonna come at me like it's already perfect. I wouldn't change a fucking thing. And it's just gonna make me angry. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. I'm gonna get up early for work tomorrow. I'm gonna be pissed off on the bus. And it's just gonna I'm gonna stew all day. And that that's how I make it better, I guess. I'm just gonna stew about it all day. And I'm gonna bitch about it tomorrow probably.
0: Okay, yeah. Mark, how do you make this movie better?
1: Don't say uh, it. Don't you say it. Nothing.
2: It is a perfect yeah. movie. Yeah, no. Uh, no, honestly, um, I would probably... Do, I don't know exactly how it would work, but I would probably do away with the store manager subplot storyline. You know, you you can still tell the villain hero story without him involved. Yeah. Um, he doesn't really have a point.
0: Yeah, I mean, he, he could at the very least, if he's, if he's just... Res, uh, Like, restrained to the scenes that he's in in the store. I think it's the same exact movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I would just cut his stuff down a little bit more. um, And I would probably, and just because I like doing callbacks, if you don't know from things that occur on Stranger Damies, um, I would have had some point where they either, Andrew McCarthy or Kim Cattrall, like, pop in a scene for some reason. You know, because he has... It's the same department store. So, you know, maybe he pops in to see Hollywood or, you know, there's something. Just, just a cameo. Um, but, again, I think that is a perfect world because I think they were produced by two different companies. So I don't think uh, there was any chance of that happening. But I would have done the slight opposite... Well, probably more than slight opposite of Dan because I would have tried to connect it more to the first movie. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um, For me... <clears throat> Besides this being a perfect movie, Um, I would I think I would kind of pick up what Dan had said, kind of at the very least minimize the whole curse thing and the count thing um, and just just kind of copy what the first one does. You know, just have lean more into that fish out of water sort of story It's like we've got we get that. Those handful of scenes where she's just experiencing what life is like in 1991 Philadelphia by going to the cheesesteaks and going to a nightclub, and then that's it. She kind of acclimates herself immediately after that, and it's just kind of like, I-, I think you can do more with that, and it's probably a more interesting movie. Again, like like Splash or any of those movies, Amanda and the Alien. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> where, where
1: the story is that. The, the big problem with this movie is that there's no conflict between jason williamson and christy swanson or uh, jesse i'm sorry jason williamson and jesse so you know sometimes in a love in a love movie a love story you know you have that they meet and everything is going well and then something happens right eventually you know jesse finds something out about jason and she kind of leaves him and maybe she decides she wants to go back to east bumblefuck but they, they never have that. It's just everything's great for them. You know, they love each other and there's nothing that's gonna stop them now. And it's hey, right. like a good song. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, like how I brought that back. Uh but there's no problems. So there essentially there's no character development in that. They they don't yeah. overcome anything. It's just them trying to get away from Count Spretzel, and he, yeah. he sucks. So who gives a shit?
2: There's also technically no Maybe I'm wrong. There's no meat cute at any point in this movie. I, guess,
0: uh, I guess the uh, meat cute is ju- him jumping in the
1: the, the Yeah, that would be the closest thing. Yeah. Scoo- <laughs> I, <laughs> I know you just wanted to say Scoople again. It's the it's the river they jumped in, man. Uh, yeah, I know. You could have just said the river. <laughs> we get We're it. So you live to... near Philadelphia. Yeah, that, man, that's the amazing the part Super is that mates. I
2: recognize just about every road he drove on. And going, yep, it's it's the opposite of the Rocky II problem, where the ambulance turns the wrong way down the street. And I'm like, he's going completely away from the hospital they're going to. Um, every single road he goes down driving in, I'm like, Yep, that's exactly how you would get there from Germantown. Yeah. I, like you would that go down this mind. road and you would make a left. And I'm like, Yeah, yeah. They they literally probably to save money, probably just put a cab, <laughs> and just drove next to him.
1: That I don't oh, mind because right. everyone does that. Like anything shot in New York, oh, you know that's 52nd Street or whatever. Yeah. So I, that's fine. I don't that's mind. Why I, that's but why just, I can't watch The French Connection with my dad. Because he just constantly will say where it is. Yep. It was like yeah.
0: oh, they passed they passed Nazareth High School like four times in that in the chase scene. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just I I pick a fight or I I hold umbrage to when Anthony just decides to say Schuylkill for no apparent reason.
0: That's it. Yeah.
2: Uh, and and the, the one other field everything I noticed is that the the uh, the tops of the bus stops haven't changed. They look like yeah. the same exact bus stop, like signage for what bus it is up there.
0: So don't put your mouth on it, is what you're
2: saying. Yeah, nope. <laughs> yep, it's Probably been greased a few times.
0: Good words to live by.
1: <laughs> don't put your mouth on it.
0: Yeah, don't it put is, your mouth on It is probably the most useful advice you'll ever get on this podcast. Yeah,
1: and don't watch Mannequin on the Move
0: or do and have yourself a good time. Nah. If you're looking for a movie that makes you cut, you walk away feeling good about the world around you, it's Mannequin on the Move. Uh,
1: the last thing I'll say about this movie and I'm done. I'll, I'll probably be done talking. I would compare Mannequin on the Move to a fart sound on the mic. That's <laughs> what it is. If I could fart into the mic, that would be my sum up of Mannequin on the Move. And I'm done. <laughs> well, Dan, we could build this thing together. Stand <laughs> the stormy weather,
0: and nothing's gonna stop us now.
1: Uh, you're lucky I don't just hang up on you right now.
0: <laughs> you're All tempting right. me. Uh, where would you rank Christy Swanson in the amount of attractive women we've covered on this move on this podcast? <sighs> she's she's
1: top five for sure. Uh. I'm trying to think of who we've we've gone through. Is it,
0: Natasha Henstridge from Species still number one?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you actually see some some goodies there. So if if Christy if Jesse had you know, and I, I kept thinking to myself, does the the mannequin have nipples or no?
0: <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. Is it yeah. probably correct? <laughs> right. So the, that's a good way to make well, this movie better. Yeah. Well, Softcore porn.
1: <laughs> of course, that makes any movie better. <laughs> uh. To show a little bit of discoloration. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, she. I, I still think species is a little bit ahead, just because you see, you see what you see. Okay. Uh, how about Christy Swanson versus Stella Christy Swanson. Okay. I, I, I like the blonde over the brunette. There you go, Mark.
0: Yeah. So
2: my three were pretty easy. Um, obviously, I I, I picked Chris, Christy Swanson as the top uh natasha hentridge is second and um i was really digging uh courtney cox and uh masters of the universe
0: there
2: you go so, so, yeah she was cute yeah yeah so uh, those, those are probably my three
1: out of all of them the only one of them has ever given me a hard-on so it's christy swanson <laughs> okay.
2: you you didn't give me enough time on that pause there to think of the most absurd person i could have chosen
0: christopher Plummer. yeah <laughs>
1: a uh, uh, man beast
0: <laughs> beast man
1: beast man yeah
0: it, and, uh, that still yeah,
1: makes beast me man. laugh
2: every time even even yeah. you know that's one of the laughing that's at what, your own joke things the that's that's I'm one fucking, of my
1: favorite bits that we've done on this podcast i'm fucking comma beast man <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite bits that we've ever done it might be my favorite we'll ever do possibly it was a good one uh
0: yeah. so i think that's uh, all we have to say about mannequin on the move i hope if you ever watch it you enjoy it a little bit more than dan because i don't want anybody going away and being as miserable as he is right now you guys got um, any
1: <laughs> oh i was gonna say that's another good life lesson don't be as miserable as i am uh plug plugs yeah plug plug this plug this um <laughs> Uh, my Twitter, daquino 122 where I will not be tweeting about this movie, or maybe I will be. I don't know. But if you want to see how I feel about it on Twitter in 180 characters, follow me there, daquino 122 uh, You could follow our Real Play D&D uh, Twitter at uh, Stranger uh, I run that account and I run it super well. I think <laughs> we're we're getting like a follower a day, so yeah, we're we're really moving up, guys. Uh, follow our Instagram as well, right? We have the uh, Main damie Instagram, we have the Stranger Damies Instagram. Both of those are just how you would think they are. Stranger Damies Main Damie. and that's it. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So my typical spiel here, you know, Stranger Damies, uh airs on um, Wednesdays is when the audio is up. Most of the time, the video will be up, unless if my computer keeps rebooting, like it did when I tried to export the video for this week. So you'll be seeing that tomorrow, along with this. Um, At the same time But yeah we're just finishing up We are got uh, I believe One more or two more episodes left in a session Here and then um, We're going to have our uh, You know periodic Check in talk of the strangers will occur, And then we'll be right into a new Session uh, You know a couple more sessions and that will lead to The one shot and then that will lead to The live um, session At Extra Life Um, Also be sure to tune in Um Saturday, I want to say tentatively right now, um, it's something like uh, 3 to 9, uh, some 4 to 6 hour period tomorrow. Just keep an eye on the uh, the Twitters for, uh, you know, Main Damies, you know, our personal accounts, uh, Game Vault Pod, um, for when we do our announcement for our Extra Life charity stream, which will be coming up in November. We'll We'll set the date time, you know, discuss what we're going to do. We're going to play some video games, me and Tom. Uh, the host of Game Vault Pod. Um, we'll be playing through some stuff. I'll be doing some uh, li- link to the past randomizer. Um, not finishing an entire seed, but you know, at least showing Tom what that actually looks like. And then we're just basically going to test the hardware and make sure we can do everything we want to do um, when it comes for the 24-hour stream in November. Uh, so be sure to join in. It'll be on the main Dami's Twitter account, so, I mean on Twitch account. So that's Twitch.tv/TheMainDammy. Um, so be sure to go there. You can like, you know, and follow and all that good stuff on there. And um, yeah, that's about all I got.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is They Call This a Movie. You can find us at theycallthismovie.podbean.com. You could also, if, you're, uh, if you've are got a podcast app, you can just search They Call This a Movie. We should pop right up. We are on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you could find a podcast. We will be on there where the main Dami is the main website it's at the and on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at the main Um you can also find us on Geek Vibes Nation. They are gvnation.com and Geek Vibes Nation on all social media platforms. So they uh, they'll simulcast our podcast as well as a bunch of other great shows that you can listen to on their feed. Um, They got something for everyone. So check those guys out. They're sure you can find something besides this great podcast that uh, you might enjoy. Um, So I guess that's going to wrap this up. Um, I guess we're not going to do a poll this week. Maybe we'll do that in the next coming weeks. I'd say maybe um,
1: sporadically.
0: Right. But maybe we'll make that a regular thing seeing as how it went over so well this time, despite Fan's distaste for this one. Well again, and then
1: I, I blame myself.
2: And you can make sure to vote for mannequin, which will be one of the choices the next time, you around. You
1: can't do that. <laughs> you can't. I, I will delete the post. <laughs>
0: uh, so that's gonna wrap this up for this week's episode of They Called This a Movie. So uh for Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, the director of Mannequin on the Move is Stuart Raffle. So for Dan Aquino, Mark Myers, Anthony Aldavecchio, Helen Stewart Raffle to go fuck himself.